0: In today's show, we're looking at injuries across the NBA, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, on Instagram Basketball, and then substack .substack joshlloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's PricePix.com. The promo code is LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to do an injury update. I'm starting to record this at 3.24 p.m. on Monday. So there'll be injuries that change and statuses that change. And I'll we'll try and keep you up to date as best I can. But this is how things currently sit. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> it's the Atlanta Hawks. We know there's a couple of big injuries there with DeAndre Hunter and John Collins, both out. Probably looking at yeah, the rest of this week for Hunter, and then another yeah you know, two weeks, I'd say for Collins. I don't I don't believe that when when they say at least one week, at least two weeks, I'm always going to push at least an extra half a week to a week onto that. We have seen that with Collins and Hunter out, it's Jalen Johnson and AJ Griffin um, who step in. They both are really solid stream ads at this time. Jarrett Culver had some really good numbers last game, but that was with um, Trey Young out, and I don't really expect Culver to be a twelve-team league guy like um, Hunter and, or sorry, like Johnson and Griffin are. As my dog's in here just squeaking his toy, Obi, I might have to get you out of here, mate. Trent Forrest is also out with a concussion. He had taken over the backup point guard role ahead of Aaron Holiday. So that's for deeper leagues to pay attention to there. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich is back. He's still on some sort of a minute's restriction. We don't really have any idea how long that'll last. He played 22 minutes in his first game. The Boston Celtics. Malcolm Brogdon is questionable with an illness Um, For Monday's game, it is a back-to-back. We saw Marcus Smart sit out Sunday. He already said a few weeks ago, Smart did, that uh, he was going to have to sit some back-to-backs with some banged-up situations. So I guess that's what it is. Same as Al Horford's back spasms. He is coincidentally out again on a back-to-back after telling us he was going to play back-to-back. So lying always is the best policy. Rob Williams, I I don't know when he's coming back. It looks like we might not be too far away, maybe a week or so for Rob Williams to return. Um it might not be. Of course, the consistent thing seems to be that he's going to be back um, at some point before Christmas. Of course, we are currently before Christmas, but when that when that actually is, we'll, we'll find out. I think if he is floating on your waiver wire, adding him now is is a great idea. He is less useful in a points league versus in a category league, and I don't think we should expect him to reach the heights of what he did. In a Category League last season, I think there'll be more limits. There'll be more back-to-back sat. And there would just be the fact that he's got to ramp up for so long. So it shouldn't be too far away, fingers crossed, that Rob Williams returns. And it's going to change a lot. It's going to impact Brogdon. It's going to impact White. It's going to impact Grant Williams. It's going to probably impact Horford a little bit, but not a huge amount. I wouldn't have thought there with, uh, with Big Al. The Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons is... Dealing with still this knee-slash-calf issue. We are probably going to get an update on him tomorrow. He has missed the last three games, I believe it is. Let me just double-check that. With that calf-knee issue with him out, Joe Harris has been starting. I get, you get the feeling there's just going to be something with Simmons and that knee all season, which is going to, of course, be frustrating for fantasy managers. And um, They play on Wednesday and Friday, so they are higher-volume days, so it's not as big of a deal. To have him out, it's obviously a big deal, but it's not as big of an issue um, because you're going to have, hopefully, players who can slide in rather than just missing the game played there. Watanabe is still dealing with the hamstring injury. I'd expect him out for the rest of this week. And with the fact that TJ Warren has returned, Watanabe, who had that little stretch of like, oh, maybe this is interesting, I don't think it's going to remain interesting for 12-team leagues for as well as he's played. Eddie Sumner dealing with a glute contusion. He's not going to be a rotation player um, when Simmons is healthy. Let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets. I've had multiple people say this to me and I think it's important to address. Multiple people, hey, should we just give up on LaMelo Ball? Do you think he's getting shut down? Like, my guy, it's December. It's like the first week of December and people are just, the shutdown narrative has infected people's brains like I've never seen it before. I had someone today, apologies to this bloke, said, hey, should we just give up on Chris Paul and LaMelo Ball? Looks like they're going to be shut down for the season. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this has just infected people's brains. LaMelo Ball, it's frustrating, right? It is absolutely frustrating that he sprained his ankle in the preseason. He was going to be a first-round player this year, I thought. Sprained his ankle in the preseason. He was out for about three to four weeks, which made sense given the severity of the sprain. Came back and stepped on a fan's foot and sprained his ankle again. And while it's frustrating, he has missed only seven games. This will be his eighth game on Monday that he's going to miss in, in the second ankle sprain. That's not an outrageous amount of time for a sprained ankle. It's two weeks right, so, but people go, man, well, they're, they're going to tank, like, this tanking narrative, and the, the media, and I'm part of the media, I try not to push this tanking bullshit, but they focus so much on it that it's infecting people's brains, it just it just is, like, if the first step, well, is going to shut down, like, I, okay, really, really, like, if we, honestly, I, I will, I'm not going to bet anything, because that's just not going to happen, but there is no way that LaMelo ball is out for the season, there's just no way, there's no way. I'll give it 0.01% chance. Now, is it annoying me? Of course it is, right? When I heard that injury in the preseason, I dropped him to like 14th, start of the second round because I just wasn't sure about it. Obviously, if I had have known that he was going to re-injure himself, then I would have dropped him further. But we still do have 65, 70% of the season left. Not in, you know, If we're going to talk about ending the season early, we've still got a fair chunk of time left. Yeah, you know, 60, 60 to 65% of the year left. But it's just... So, like The amount of conspiracy theorizing about fake injuries and shutdowns, it's going to cause you to make poor decisions in fantasy. I am pretty sure on that. Now, maybe am, am I being too positive, being too hopeful, giving too many benefits of the doubt? Yeah, you could say that. But fuck, like, we really think LaMelo's out for the year? No, of course not. Gordon Haywood. What I will say, though, the Hornets are moving into the upper pantheon of terrible injury reporting. We already had Gordon Haywood's wife call him out saying that he had a bruised shoulder. And she said, bruised shoulder, my guy, it's broken. Why are you lying? Like, so we, we've seen lying happen here. We saw the lying with Cody Martin. Uh, just a bit of quad soreness. Four weeks later, uh, knee surgery. That's weird. Like, th- that's weird. It's weird to do that. So yeah, we, we do have to have a level, of, some level of skepticism, but we literally saw the ball sprain his ankle. That made sense. Haywood is not worth holding without IR, or even if you need that IR slot, he's out for weeks with the shoulder issue. Cody Martin's still out for weeks. And this is, again, when I talk about Kelly Oubre, and people love having a crack at me because I don't think Oubre is going to be a must-roster player rest of season, um, is that there are three legitimate rotation players, and four, if you include Dennis Smith, who aren't playing. And yes, two of them are out for a while, and that prolongs the value of Oubre, but there are four guys out who are big minute, solid minute players. And that's going to impact a lot of these guys. Dennis Smith's still out with his like third ankle sprain of the season. He is obviously not that 12-team league player anymore. While um, Mark Williams also sprained his ankle. Oh, hi, Mark. Of course, he's never playing a single minute. But, yeah, he's out as well. The Chicago Bulls, Javante Green started, then had knee soreness and had to miss. And Patrick Williams played all right, replacing him. I don't know whether Javante gets that starting spot back. How we view the Williams-Green situation is still up in the air. And we will need to pay attention to that, but I don't think either of them are 12-team league guys. Whereas Lonzo Ball, the news is bad. Um, I think that we'd have to assume that he is someone who won't play this season. That's the assumption because he's still in pain. He's still struggling to move and walk and run and cut and do all the things you need to do. And I'm still not giving out hope, but it's not happening in 2022. Maybe it happens at the All-Star break around that time. That would be more, almost best-case scenario, I think. Alonzo to return, and I don't think he's even worth stashing in an injured slot. Like if you've got an open slot, then by all means. But if you need that spot, don't sacrifice somebody else to hold Alonzo ball. Would be my suggestion. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, but it's new. It's not the traditional build a salary cap squad. It's player projections. So you might look at let's say PJ Washington over under three and a half rebounds. You want to take an over there? Yeah, do it. And then find up to six of those individual player projections on points or rebounds or threes or whatever. Smush them into one lineup and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee. It's so easy to do. You can do it in under 60 seconds. And if you do win, the payouts are fast and simple as well. But it's not just the NBA. You can do all sports. The important ones. NHL, NFL, disc golf, MMA, PGA, college basketball, college football, eSports, WNBA, soccer, cricket. Cricket. Yeah. Yeah. It's operational over 30 states and in Canada as well. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit 100, Price Picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, Price Picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's go to the Cavs. Jarrett Allen, a bit frustrating here with his back injury for sure. He has now missed five straight games, and we have to think he's questionable for this game on Tuesday against the Lakers. Obviously, it's a big man. It's a back contusion. This shit can linger, and it is frustrating. With him out, you're getting the extra value for guys like Lamar Stevens. You're getting a little bit of Robin Lopez occasionally. Maybe it's helping Kevin Love somewhat. It's definitely helping Evan Mobley's value, who is performing better at center than he did at power forward. I don't think that it's going to be too much of a long-term thing for Allen, but honestly, we're just sort of up in the air with it. Dean Wade's out for three to four weeks with a shoulder injury. I think Wade would have started at the three, so what this does is deeper leagues that locks in Lamar Stevens. I don't believe they'll go back to Karis Levert, but it does mean that you're going to have Stevens and Okoro and Osman and Levert all sort of mishing and mashing into those positions. And like I said on yesterday's recap show, it's really hard to look at those guys and go, well, this guy's going to be the guy today. The upside players are Osman and Levert, but they're going to be inconsistent, obviously. And then there's these other players who are more defensive guys like Stevens and Okoro. Rubio, we're not expecting back until January, February. And Dylan Windler, probably similar, to be honest, as another ankle problem has sidelined him. The Mavericks, pretty clean. Christian Wood is out. Oh, sorry. Christian Wood missed Saturday's game with an illness. He's questionable for Monday's game with an illness. And that's it. Apart from Kemba Walker and his rooted knees, um, who Nico Harrison said, yeah, they're not good. Okay, cool. Good work signing him. So I don't, again, I don't think anyone should have added Kemba Walker in 12-team leagues. Um, I just, I don't, I don't think it's needed. He might have some stream value at times, but I don't think that you want to trust an older player with not good knees who's probably not going to start um, on a 12-team roster. Denver, Maga Porter Jr. is dealing with that heel injury Still. Porter has now missed six games. He will miss Tuesday's game as well, most likely. Hopefully, we get him back Thursday to Saturday. Injuries for him. And you've got to feel like there's some compensation issues here with the back stuff impacting his heel. Uh, Hopefully, it's not connected, but you always have those concerns with lower body injuries when you've got back problems. It's annoying. Don't drop Michael Porter Jr. If someone drops him. And I had had someone tell me that he was dropped in a 16-team league and the person was debating, hey, do I use my number one waiver priority? Like, what are you holding it for? If you're not holding it for when someone makes a stupid mistake to drop Michael Porter Jr., I don't know what you're worrying about. I don't know why you're doing with it. So yeah, he's being dropped. I had multiple people tell me, hey, Porter's been dropped, and multiple people asked, do I use number one waiver priority? So yes, you do. But the fact that he's being dropped is really interesting. So go and add him if he is available. Um, since I did this... Graphic here, Contavious Caldwell-Pope has appeared on the injury report with a wrist sprain. If he is out, then hopefully we get more from the big stiffy bones. Behind. He was pretty putrid last game, as Michael Malone preferred uh, the journeyman qualities and stylings of Ish Smith. But both of those guys will get a boost if KCP is out. Jeff Green looks like he's ready to return. So what Green's role looks like, as opposed to, say, Vlako Chanchar, who's been playing really well. I don't know if they'll move Chanchar back out of the rotation. We have to watch that. Colin Gillespie's dealing with that leg fracture still. While Peyton Watson, man, some of the picks at the end of the first round this year, Peyton Watson, Patrick Baldwin Jr., they just haven't even touched the court. Like, they were weird picks at the time, and they just have not sniffed it. And, yeah, they are the definition of a project. The Pistons. Isaiah Livers. He was starting. Um, didn't know that that wasn't going to stick most likely, but he's out for a couple of weeks with a shoulder injury. Obviously, we don't need to hold on to him. And then the big question is going to be, Josh, what do we do with Cade Cunningham? My name is Richie Cunningham. And I'm not going to give a definitive opinion on this because I've mentioned it many times and the situation's always changed. But at this point, in most cases, I am holding. It is a really, really slim chance of him playing. And I there would be certain teams where you're just absolutely pounded with injuries. You can't put him in IL. You're struggling with a below 500 record and you have to drop. And I think it's totally reasonable because the odds of probability would tell me that Kate is not playing this season. And if he is playing this season, he's not playing until mid-January at the earliest would be my guess, right? This is not sourced on anything. It's not based on anything. This is on my guess of little things that I've heard and trying to put two and two together to come up with an answer. Now, two and two could equal 15 here or it could actually equal four. I don't know. But that is in most cases. If I can ability to hold, I would because there is still a chance. But it is a e- really, really small. I was going to say infinitesimally small, but that's an incorrect use of that term. It's a really small chance that Cade plays this season, and you know, in a lot of cases, it is risky. But if you make the call to drop him, I don't think you'll get burnt. I won't do it yet. I will probably reassess this on the weekend. If we hear nothing, I'll say all right, see you later. But I, I will, I will, um. I am still going to hold for now, maybe to my own detriment. I don't know. But that's where I'm at with Cade Cunningham and this shin. I don't know what the holdup is there. Look, just, just get the surgery, get it fixed. Like Rest might help it, but there's more chance of recurrence, from what I understand, if you let it rest versus having surgery to fix the problem. They're not going anywhere, obviously. Um, and this is the franchise player. Like, Go get the surgery, get it fixed, and don't have problems in the future. Golden State Warriors. A couple of injuries appeared today. Andy Wiggins dealing with the adductor issue. He is out for today. I don't expect it to be a longer-term thing, but it is interesting that he played the back-to-back and now it popped up on Monday. Jordan Poole remains questionable with an ankle sprain. Now, with Wiggins out, do they go with Kaminga in that starting lineup? Do they put Jordan Poole in there and go like with Clay Thompson? I know. Yeah, they, yeah, Poole and Thompson at three. I think that's probably what they do. Start Jordy Poole. But there's going to be, you would think, higher minutes for John Kaminga, who played a couple of 20-minute games two games ago. That's a deeper league-type stream situation. Um, and then you've got Andre Igadala, who's still yeah, getting ready, doing podcasts and producing music. I don't know what he's doing, playing golf, getting ready to play at some point. Not that he's going to have an impact on fantasy teams, but yeah, he's not there. The Houston Rockets, the Wild Thing, Jason Tate. He's- One of the wild things to me this season, uh, actually that was completely pun unintended, is that the bad teams actually have the cleanest injury report. And again, this ties into the conspiracy. all oh, these bad teams are just going make to make up injuries. Um, they're going to limit guys. Well, the Rockets have one guy in the injury report. The Thunder have like one guy in the injury report. The Pistons have Cade, and that's a legitimate injury. Um, the only team that's got a bunch of them is Orlando, and I don't think they're making any of those injuries up. But these bad teams, they just don't have anyone hurt. It's the good teams who have people hurt. Anyway, Jay Sean Tate's still out. He's played like two, three games this season. And him coming back just makes the Gordon, Martin, Eason, all that stuff more complicated. I don't think that Jay Sean Tate has any business being rostered in a 10 or 12 team league. We're getting close to maybe a return for him on Thursday. um, But yeah, I wouldn't be bothered going and adding him in really any spot. For the Indiana Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton. He missed yesterday's game. He's going to miss today's game with groin soreness. That obviously opens up that value for Andrew Nempard. He's a good add for now, and let's just see where that goes. Duarte possibly a return at the end of the week with that ankle problem. I don't think Duarte is going to be a 12-team league with the uh, ascension of Nempard, with the play of Matherin, with Heald and Halliburton. There's just too many guys there for Duarte to get 28, 29 minutes a night. To be that useful, Daniel Tice is out, and I don't even know if we see him this season with a knee injury. And T.J. McConnell missed Sunday with an illness. Now, if he plays on Monday, Timothy John, then he's going to be an interesting stream. I still think they'll start Nembhard ahead of him, but McConnell will probably play 20 minutes, but that's just a short-term stream. I would much rather have Andrew Nembhard as a as an ad for now with Halliburton out, but McConnell can be streamable at least in that um, in that short term. The L.A. Clippers. We don't have that update. I'd love to get that update before I recorded this, but we don't have it yet on the stars. Now, Norman Powell is out with a groin injury. I don't think there's any need to have Norman Powell in a 12-team league, personally. You can add him, stream him in and out, but with these other guys coming back, it's not going to be there because Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Luke Kennard are all questionable. George has missed seven games with a hamstring strain that he said was fine when he did it. No, I'm fine. I'm good, mate. Nothing wrong. All good. He's missed seven games there. This is about... a a mild hamstring tweak time frame. So he should be ready to go, if not Monday on Wednesday. Kawhi Leonard with an ankle sprain. He's missed basically the same amount of time, two weeks there. Again, should be ready to go here. But we really want to see if Kawhi can actually look decent and where the minutes go. And then the injury, oh, Luke Kennard, who was starting, but he won't now because Kawhi will be back. But he just will probably take the Norman Powell 20 minutes or so off the bench. And then we get to more confusion with Powell and Jackson and Wall and Kennard and Morris and Covington and Batum and Coffee. And even BJ Boston's played 20 minutes each of the last two games. So their depth continues to be really annoying. For the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James. LeBron James. Ankle injury again. Now, I think he's fine, but he did hurt, he did twist it against the Bucks. He hurt it again against the Wizards on Sunday. They play on Tuesday. I don't expect LeBron is going to miss time here with this, but it just keeps happening. And at some point, I think he is going to... Look, if it keeps happening again, I think there will be some time off at some point coming for LeBron. For Memphis, a couple of injuries popped up on the injury report today. Ja Morant is doubtful. John Conchar, Lil John Conchar... What? He appeared on the injury report as doubtful as well. I didn't even see what the designation was there for Johnny. Um, Jake LaRavia is doubtful, but in a positive news, um, Zaire Williams has been upgraded to doubtful with that knee issue that caused him to miss literally the first seven weeks of the season. Stephen Adams missed Sunday's game. He's off the injury report, so he will start, but John uh, John Jaron Jackson is out for rest. So I don't think that means Brandon Clark keeps his starting job. I think it means Santi Aldama moves in because I don't think a Clark and Adams pairing works, and I'm pretty sure the Grizzlies agree with me. Desmond Bain... I would expect, now, him and Isaiah Stewart had that toe issue at the same time. Stewart's been back for a week already where Bain is still out. I'm not expecting Bain to be back this week. Maybe we get him back for week nine. That means that Concha has that value. Now, I misspoke on the waiver wire show yesterday because I was talking about the Grizzlies' quality game schedule. I said they don't have a quality game until the weekend. That's a lie. They don't have a quality game this week. After today, and there is value today because you stream Tyus Jones in, you look at with the, you know, Dylan Brooks has got great value today, but with no Morant, Bain, and Concha, you're going to have value for Kennedy Chandler. You're going to have Tyus Jones. You you might even get, like, um, David Roddy Piper get some extra minutes here. But they don't play a quality game for the rest of the week. No game on the weekend at all. They play Wednesday, Friday on the high volume games. So anyone that you add, even if you think some of these guys are out, like Conchar can go probably. Yeah, Jones is not going to be worth holding. The Eldama not going to be worth it um, because they don't play another low volume day until week eight, uh, week nine, which is next week. So bear that in mind. For the Miami Heat, Jim Butler. Because he's my butler. I'm actually pretty glad he's not my butler at the moment because the knee problem is a real concern. I didn't list everyone who's on the injury report because they're listing 10 blokes every day. But the big ones here, Jimmy Butler, questionable with knee soreness. Came back, played on Friday, and is questionable again. That is obviously highly worrying. It's highly worrying. This is why we were avoiding him in the top 20 and top 30 in drafts because he's had a consistent ongoing knee problem. Ongoing degenerative type issues for guys drops them a round or two at least when you're looking at fantasy drafts. That's why Poor Zingas went later than he did because it's an ongoing one-body-part injury. Um, and that's the concern here with Butler, isn't it? Gabe Vincent also with this knee issue. Gabe Vincent comes back, plays a game, comes back, plays a game, and he's questionable again. Dwayne Dedman's got a foot issue. He's sort of been in and out of the lineup as well. Then you've got Victor Oladipo, whose knee is still a problem. And I, someone asked me whether they should stash Victor Oladipo in a 12-10 league. Like, absolutely not. I don't see how he's going to be healthy enough or play enough minutes or be good enough or get enough usage to be useful enough to hold through whatever this is when it's an indeterminate time frame as to when he comes back. Then there's Omer Yurtseven, who's going to miss the majority of the season. They're also listing today on the injury report as probable. Tyler Hero with that ankle problem. Max Struess with a shoulder issue. Duncan Robinson with an ankle problem. Hayward Highsmith with an ankle problem. They're all listed as probable still. I don't think there's any concern there because the Heat are just listing basically everyone in every game. For the Milwaukee Bucks, Grayson Allen is plantar fascia issue. He's questionable there. He, With everyone back, I don't think he's worth holding on to. Brooke Lopez is listed as questionable for rest. He played the back-to-back and now he's questionable for rest against the Magic on Monday. But Drew and Giannis and Middleton, who all missed Saturday's game, are likely to return. Middleton, curiously listed as probable for conditioning. I don't know why that would be. Like Just play the man like he played Friday. I think his conditioning should be okay to go. Marshawn Beauchamp is out ill. Joe Ingles is still out for a couple of months, I would guess, with the ACL. And Sergio Barker is out for illness, but these are not players who are part of the rotation. The Minnesota Timberwolves, Kyle Anthony Towns. We know that that's the calf injury. We're still talking weeks here. He's not back until the 2023 portion of the season. We saw that they started Wendell Moore um, in Towns' place, not Kyle Anderson. So Anderson's still got pretty good value, but we'll really have to see what happens when the artist formerly known as Torian Prince returns. Prince is questionable, I would say, for Wednesday. I don't think Prince will start, but there is a chance that he cuts into the playing time of McLaughlin, into Anderson, into Noel, who only played 23 minutes last game after getting 31 in the last one. I think the priority is still going to be Anderson, then Noel, then Prince. But I can really see Noel and Prince not being 12-team league addable players and just being stream options and more 14-team league guys, while Bryn Forbes is dealing with gastroenteritis that caused him to miss Uh, a game on Saturday. I'd expect that he will be fine for their game on Wednesday. The New Orleans Pelicans. It's Herbalife Jones. It's Brandon Ingram. They have both missed, well, Jones has missed the last two. Ingram's missed the last four. Jones with ankle soreness and Ingram with a toe issue. With these guys out, you've got Alvarado popping off. You've got Trey Murphy popping off and both, well, Murphy is definitely a must roster player at the moment and Alvarado, I know everyone's going to go grab him after what he did last game, but he's, production's been obviously less than that, solid enough to at least consider it as a stream, but they play on a Wednesday, which is rather high volume. Um, Dyson Daniels has been starting. Um, yeah, someone told me, man, what a terrible stream that was to add Daniels on Sunday, never doing it again, like while conveniently ignoring that he played 32, 31 and 28 minutes, the three prior games to that and was actually pretty good. Like, But this is what happens again in fantasy. It's a hard mindset to get through. If you add someone and they stink, that's the only thing that you care about. You don't care about the fact that they had the same role the three games prior and were able to put up good numbers. Like three out of four were good. One was bad. Therefore, they're bad every time again. And I'll never do it one- again. It's just not the way you should approach this stuff. And I think that is, it's an important lesson that sometimes could be hard to learn where you take a risk on someone, it doesn't pan out. That doesn't mean you never do it again when all the probability would suggest that you do. I hope that makes sense. The New York Knicks, only one injury on the injury report. And it's a bloke that I'm sure many of you didn't know was in the NBA. Ryan Archer-Jackano, for some reason, is on this roster. He's got an ankle sprain, and he just will never play. So, cool. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Kenrich Williams is out with a knee sprain. He's been getting, like, 20 minutes a night most nights. This should mean more minutes for Jeng and Aaron Wiggins, who's been... Aaron Wiggins plays 30 minutes and then plays six minutes combined in the last three games. Like, predict it? Can't. Hopefully, this means a little bit more of consistency for Pokishevsky and for the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's run. Still think Williams is a nice stash guy and with a little bit of back-end value, while Poku probably is a 12-team league guy, but of course, the frustrations are pretty big there. The Orlando Magic, this is where the injuries start to look not good. We've got Wendell Carter still dealing with this plantar fascia issue. I'd expect that he's out for the rest of this week, and hopefully we get an update there. Jalen Suggs has missed five straight. He's going to miss his sixth straight on Monday with that ankle issue. I saw him hurt it in that game against the Pacers on the 21st of November. Went to the bench and never returned to them. Played only 19 minutes the next game. This is obviously a concern. And with Fulton and Anthony back and another ankle problem for Suggs, as much as I do think he's solid, I think you can drop him with that sort of injury happening there. Gaz Harris with the hamstring. He's missed two straight. He'll miss Monday. He's an older, injury-prone player. Um, no point to roster him, of course. Wachumara KK still dealing with the knee issue. This is going to be his seventh straight game. They are one of the worst reporting teams in terms of injuries. So we're just never going to get those updates. Mo Bamba's missed five, four straight. Sorry, with back soreness, um, he is questionable for today's game. Whether they, whether they start him or or not at um, at center in place of Wendell Carter remains to be seen. But I, I guess I guess there's a possibility they could do that. But we need to watch that. We need to watch what it looks like with um, with Mo Wagner there as well because he's the one who has started the last two games. Um, all those minutes are, you know, there's still big confusion. And of course, he who shall not be named is dealing with reverse aging. Um, we're waiting until he turns into a baby and hopefully the process regenerates and he gets older again and then he's ready to go. Because of course, this is a totally normal time frame for an ACL recovery to be um, over two years. So it's, it's totally normal, nothing to see here, everything's fine and we're definitely not uh, lying about something. Let's do the Philadelphia 76ers now. Jim Harden looks like he'll be ready to return on Monday. I think this will move Shake Milton to the bench, but it might not. But what I do know is that Milton's minutes, 39, 42, 38, 40, 32, that was a 30-point loss, and 40 minutes. They are going to come down. Even if he does start, he will not play 40 minutes tonight. The usage already came down with Embiid back. It'll come down again. And I think that Milton will become a droppable player. They don't play again until Friday, which is a higher volume day. And then they play on Sunday. So it is a, it is a risk like you could drop Milton now and they still start Milton and Harden and Milton still provides good numbers and Melton goes and plays 19 minutes which would seem silly and shake Milton's um skill set probably isn't as needed next to Melton next to Harden it is with Melton but I don't know what Glen Rivers MD is going to do it is a calculated risk to drop Milton now and hopefully you can get some stream value for a monday a tuesday and a thursday um because they don't again they don't play low volume again until saturday they don't play again just in t- total until Friday. But there is a chance that they start. Milton, he plays 33 minutes and he's still really good. So it is a calculated risk. It's one I'd probably take, but it's risky. Tyrese Maxey tangles. He's still out for a couple more weeks with his foot fracture. Georgie Niang is on the injury report. as questionable with a foot issue. If he is out, it's just going to be more minutes for Dan House and Furkan Korkmaz, I'd guess. While um, the package, Jaden Springer, I don't know. Is that guy ever going to play? I don't know. I think maybe he's not good, and also he's just consistently injured. For the Phoenix Suns, speaking of conspiracy theories with LaMelo Ball, I had, again, someone say, hey, is Chris Paul just done now? They're just going to sit him until the playoffs, yeah? Like, no. I I cannot explain why his heel soreness is being reported the way it is or why it has taken this long. I feel like it was two weeks ago that we got a report saying he was back at practice. Now, the Suns have been pretty clear about saying, we don't bring players back if they're going to be on minutes restrictions. They need to be fully ready to go, which is... A w- some of the things he's... Organ- I know they've been good, but some of the things his organization does is so weird. Like, that is weird. Like, the draft, don't care about it. Not going to scout anybody. Okay? They make some, they make some weird decisions. And this is one of them. I don't know... Yeah, people are uh, is, uh, is the Kanye accusation going to cause Chris Paul to sit more time? Like, uh, the fact that I even mentioned it is annoying me. No, I don't think that's anything to do with it. Uh, maybe it is. It is weird to have heel soreness as the official designation to miss three plus weeks. It's very weird. It's very frustrating. We know older players take longer to recover from injuries, but come on. Like this is ridiculous. I, I understand that. But I don't think we need to get into some long-winded conspiracy that the Suns are going so well that Chris Paul's just not going to play until we hit April so he warms up for the playoffs. Again, that's like brainworms of the NBA doesn't care about their fans. Um, the NBA is going to sit players left, right, and center. They don't care at all about any of this. Like that is craziness to suggest that. It, it. I just maybe I'll be proven wrong and it'll all come out and Chris Paul's completely healthy and they're just making him sit down for three, four months. I highly doubt it. More likely, the fact that he's just got an injury that's bad and they're sort of downplaying the severity of it. But there's something going on there. That's more likely the scenario. Cam Johnson's dealing with this meniscus injury. He's still multiple weeks away. I don't believe that Cam Johnson is good enough to stash without injured reserve slots for another four weeks or so. I don't. Tory Craig's out with a groin issue, so Dario Sharic will get another chance to start. Now, Sharic has played 21 minutes in his two starts. One was putrid, one was really good. The really good one was against a terrible team. The putrid one was against an equally terrible team. So what do we gain from that? I don't know. I don't think that he's anything more than a stream for Monday, Sharich. Um, Dwayne Washington's out with a hip problem, and Jay Crowder still dealing with um, yeah, dryness on his elbows. that has been really tough for him to deal with. Therefore, doesn't like the, uh, the lotion situation for the Sun, so he's just not going to play. And they're not going to play him, and apparently they're not going to trade him either is one of the weird situations in the NBA. Just keeps on keeping on. With Washington out, with Johnson out, with Craig out, with Paul out, you're going to get more Shamit. You're going to get more um, Wainwright, probably. You're going to get more Josh Akogi, who was really good last game. But honestly, I've seen Josh Akogi play, and that was one of those weird games where you just go, huh, all right, cool, doing nothing about it. The Blazers. Dame Lillard is back. That's great news. Gary Payton, who apparently has been reconditioning from this core muscle for about three weeks, still isn't back. This is what we heard about two, three weeks ago. No, he's It's fine. He's just getting back into game shape. This bloke must have eaten a million donuts while he was sitting on the couch because how long is it taking him to get back to game shape? Now, I don't think that Gary Payton's going to be a 12-team league player, not even close to it, to be honest. But it's still annoying. Keon Johnson's out for a little bit of time still with that hip. Nasir Little, speaking of hips, has a fracture in his hip. He's going to be out multiple weeks. Not that he was playing too much, but obviously he's a drop in most leagues or all leagues. Well, um, yeah, John Butler. I don't get to do this one too often either. Because he's my butler. That's the wrong butler. Where's the butler I wanted? Poorly named Sound Drops. That's your problem. Um, yeah, he's out with an illness and that was just a long thing for nothing. The Kings have had remarkable injury like this season. They've just got Terrence Davis dealing with a back problem. They've Most of the time, they've just had no one on the injury report. And can you attribute their success to that? Well, that's got to be a part of it. Hopefully they don't cop any injuries because they're bloody fun. Terrence Davis dealing with a back problem. The San Antonio Spurs. Well, there's a lot here, isn't there? Now, they don't play again until Thursday. So, Pirtle, Sohan, Richardson, McDermott, Langford, even Devin Vassell left last game. They said, oh, it's an injury, but we don't know what it is. All right. He should be fine. So, this means that, like, if you do have Zach Collins or Cater Bates, Diop, and you're streaming those guys in because of the situations with Pirtle and Sohan... They don't play until Thursday. They could be back by Thursday and holding onto these guys isn't worth it. So all of these players, every one of them, the next time the Spurs play, apart from, apart from Blake Wesley, all these five rotation guys could be back in the lineup next game. The Toronto Raptors, pressure to chew is still weeks away from the ankle, probably two weeks or so away from that ankle uh, problem. Him coming back just complicates everything for Wancho, for Thad Young, for Boucher, for Coloco, and none of them are 12-team league players. Uh, Otto Porter still out with a toe injury. You're just going to be shocked to know that Otto Porter's lower body can't handle the rigors of the NBA season. And Juancho Hernan Gomez is dealing with an ankle problem as well. He'd been playing 20 minutes and Obviously, we're not rostering him anywhere. Some good news in Utah. Mike Conley could be returning pretty closely. Remember when they said initially he's out for at least two weeks and every Jazz reporter said, Oh, 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 oh it's not two weeks. It's not two weeks. Um, okay, well, Conley's looks like he'll be back in about two weeks. And this is, I believe, two weeks today from Conley's injury. And he's officially questionable for Wednesday's game. So it turns out it was two weeks. Don't know why they pushed so back so hard on that. But Conley looks like he's going to return. I don't think we have to drop Sexton straight away. But he might trend that direction. Rudy Gay is also questionable. He'll probably just come in and take the Simone Fontecchio minutes. And, yeah, that's not going to impact the majority of fantasy leagues but Gay was playing like a 10, 12-minute-a-night role most nights, and Fontecchio was getting those minutes. Well, Johnny Jujang, UCLA legend, is dealing with a wrist sprain. I don't know whether he ever gets onto the court this season at all. One of the big injury news situations is Bradley Beal, who pinged his hammy yesterday. We haven't got an official timeline on this. I would be pretty stunned if Beal-O plays the rest of this week. I would expect that he misses some time into next week. And with him out, that means Corey Kispert, Denny Avdia, and Monty Morris all get boosts, enough to be considered streams. Um, And then Jordan Goodwin gets a boost if you're looking for defensive stats. That's how it's worked in the past. I think the Kispert will start. If you're looking for 15 points and four threes, that's what Corey Kispert does. Avdia should get more touches, so he might go to four or five assists per game, and he might average 11 points instead of nine. And then you've got Goodwin, who might give you two steals and a block. And then Morris might play instead of 24 minutes. He might play 30 minutes and give you 14, four, and six. And that makes Monty Morris useful, which he's been the opposite of useful for most of the season. Rui Hachimura is still dealing with an ankle problem. I wouldn't expect him back for the week, and I wouldn't expect any of you to go and add him in a 12-team league. And d Wright is still probably two to three weeks away with that hamstring injury. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And while you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.